It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Bangers and Trash podcast, and thanks for joining us. I'm uh, filling in for Lucio as host this week. You can find me on Twitter at StatmanMay, um, and you can find us all on uh, on Twitter at the Bangers and Trash pod. Um, today, we're going to be breaking down the league. We're going to be doing the AFC North. Have I got that right, lads? Correct. Yep. Yeah, because I got it wrong this morning in the chat. <laughs> uh, but, you know, these guys keep me honest. But uh, as always, we're joined by uh, Lights Out, Tony Two Times. Tony, how you doing, mate? I'm not bad, thank you, Matthew. Good morning Good to you. man. Uh, Pietro, the professor, the doctor. I never can keep up with Lucho's. I don't even know. You made them yeah. all up. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we'll go with the professor. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm good, good, awake, ready to good argue. <laughs> well, always, mate, always. That's your <laughs> default mode. I know it is. Uh, and then, Cello, uh, the weatherman, um, or whatever, Pietro's not. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I need a new title, don't I? You do need yeah. a new title. We need to uh, I don't think weatherman does me justice, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep <laughs> it for now. The accountant. I like the tre- the treasure the treasurer. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> If that's a word, I'll, I'll do. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> the treasurer of fancy football. There you go, mate. You got your trip around. I'll go get it. Um, but yeah, today we're breaking down uh, the AFC North. So we're going to go through each team one by one. We're going to have a look at, we're going to sort of look at this with Dynasty Lens this week. So, um, you know, we got eight episodes breaking down each league, each division. So we're going to be Looking at this, who's the, the opportunity to, to buy low? Who's the sell high? Obviously, there's loads going on in the off-season. Um, so this is where we talk about the opportunities for each team. And we're also going to look at what offences you should be targeting, what teams you should be targeting. If your knowledge is limited, um, like mine was and probably still is, then uh, a good place to start is looking at the teams you should be targeting um, in the redraft league. So without further ado, we're going to kick off with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and Big Ben. What's going to happen with him? Mm. Um, let's go to you first, Tony. Yeah, good good place to start, really. So good good division to break down because we think, well, I think the quarterbacks in this division will stay for next year. So I think Big Bang comes back for another year. That's my personal opinion. I, I, what does everyone else think about that first? I am almost positive he comes back for another year and fulfills his contract. I can't see a reason he'd retire off that travesty last year. Well, what he would think. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, really? <laughs> so, yeah. They are going to have to move some money around, though, to, to take up that contract, I think, because they're already low on cap space. So, uh, thing is, do they want to go into next season as Mason, with Mason Rudolph as a starting QB? Unlikely. Did, so, so did they, did they traded for uh, Dwayne Haskins, yeah? Yep. Um, a couple of That's weeks not ago. a starting QB, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. But... I was going to ask if you, if you think he's going to challenge Ben. We haven't seen enough from Dwayne, have we really, let's be honest. Um, but but let's not forget, Pittsburgh were like 10-0, 11-0 at one stage last year. Um, and they took the foot. They did. They took the foot off their gas when they when they knew they were in the playoffs, I think. And they were unbeaten. And they I think they lost a crazy game to someone and then they just collapsed a little bit but they weren't doing that bad for about three months of that season so um if Ben comes back you know never write off Pittsburgh I don't know they're always going to be there yeah. but but the big thing fancy I think if Ben comes back um 
they continue to throw, in my opinion. So looking at the contract situation, you've got James Connor and Juju, who are both out of contract for next year. So do we think on that team there are any screaming buys or screaming sells? Just if we believe Juju and James are not coming back, what's your opinion on those two first? I don't think they'll come back. I don't think Connor's coming back. That's first and foremost. Juju, there's a chance. But yeah, Connor, I think they're just going to cut ties now. I would shadow, yeah. Connor, I think, is done. You can see yeah. towards the end of the year where they're trying to get Benny Snell more involved. That didn't work. So they're probably looking for a running back in free agency as well, which is something else we can talk about. But yeah. Juju, they say yesterday you would love to carry on with the Steelers, but they all give it a bit of lip service. Just as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I genuinely do think Juju would love look, listening to him, following on to it, that he would love to stay at the Steelers if he had the chance. I just don't know if the Steelers will give it to him. So that one I'm a bit unsure about. Yeah. So I, so with those two out of contract, I see, I see a couple of buys here. I think James Washington is a buy. And the reason, the reason for that is there's, there's a chance Juju doesn't come back. So if Juju doesn't come back and Ben stays, either the Steelers have to go out and buy a or sign a wide receiver, or they switch. I mean, they've always been a three wide receiver set team. So you're looking at the other wide receivers on the depth chart. They've got Ray Ray McLeod. Obviously, I think Washington's ahead of him on the depth chart. Chase Claypool and DeAndre Johnson. I think James Washington goes into three wide receiver sets and I think he stays on the field a lot if they don't sign a receiver and he's probably a player that I'd be willing to buy low now in Dynasty on the basis that Juju doesn't sign just wanted to have your thoughts on that as a buy low really in that offense I, I don't hate it yeah I don't hate it the, the, the value is rock bottom so uh, yeah. it's not going to cost you a lot but I think we discussed when it came to um, Juju leaving when we were doing our I draft picks. I mm. saw a lot of those targets going Claypool's way rather than Deontay's way. So I think Deontay's certainly not a buy, but Claypool, if you can get someone who's a bit worried about the Big Ben situation to try and sell mm. you, then I think it's definitely, definitely worth a stab. Um, yeah, I like the Washington buy, but I don't see huge upsides. I don't think you're going to get a surprise player on your roster who's going to produce WR2 numbers for you. But I do like buying it. He is a good dynasty player to have on your roster. I think yeah. the best upside buy would be Juju. If we're talking mm. about play, because obviously uncertainty brings down the price massively, as we know in dynasty. But um, he's, st- he's still a WR1 talent receiver. I, I'm not going away from it. They won't throw in the ball, but... You show towards the end of the year when they come into clutch time, they threw in the ball for the touchdowns. He was the man to get them. And I think if he does move away, he becomes a w, WR1 on a team. So he would be the player I would target him for the biggest upside and the lowest. So price. Actually, so Juju is, is a buy for the reason because if he stays, he still has the same value. That's what you're saying. So if you if you targeting Juju, if he goes, you're saying his value jumps. And if he stays, his value jumps essentially because even if it doesn't jump. Same. Either way, I either keep my money, but I think he's got the biggest chance of upside there. Of going right, to what, what's, his, what's Juju's value? What's Juju's value in a in a twelve yeah. team superflex right now, roughly? Because he he was, I mean, he was top five at one stage. 
wide receiver mm. with his age. In terms of well, where does he, players? Well, uh, no, wide receiver. Give me a wide receiver ranking for Juju in a 12-team Superflex. I, so, I'll tell you right go. now, I got him a lot lower than what you're describing right now. So, Pietro, um, describing. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, what my brother's describing right now. Moment, I said he's exactly the same as he is, but he's got the best chance of going up rather than down. Well, you said That's the more. WR1 phrase, which I didn't like, because he's not. Forgive me, talent. No, again, again, no. Um, talent, but you're not going to draft him as WR1. This is my point. But yeah, he's 24 years old. Yes, he's, he's still young. Um, yeah, in dynasty. So let's not talk about drafting. Let's say what's his. So let's say some players around him. That's an easy way. DJ Moore or or Juju. Well, right now thinking DJ Moore is worth more, but you potentially have you can have Juju for cheaper than DJ Moore, but get DJ Moore's value. Right. So that's that's why that's why he's a buy in your eyes. Got you. Yes. And I don't think you can add his value is. I think DJ Moore's value is quite low as well. I won't yeah, well, go too in depth for that, but <laughs> I, I think you can get him for a similar yeah. value to Juju when he's a better player. I would say someone like Tyler Boyd is probably a similar sort of realm, same division as Juju. Yeah. Who would you we'll take? Get that, but Tyler Boyd would be another buy. But we'll get on to that when we get to the Bengals. Yeah. Who would, yeah. Who would you yeah, take out of the two, though? Um, I would take Juju. I'm targeting both. They're both. They're the buy. These are the type of players in one bracket where you try go after one of them to fill up your roster because they're all he's the same. back on his brackets. You have he to. Loves it. He loves it. You he can't pick it. a player because you're going to fail in dynasty trying to get one player. You got to pick two or three in the same bracket where you want to fill your roster and get one of them. Well, yeah, you the go. Same yeah. Trades. I've got a question for you, mate. On this, which mm-hmm. so you're you're looking at to buy Juju. Low, you're looking at the ceiling again. That value for me. Where do you want to see him land if you're after him? This is tough now. You're trying to think of teams with holes at receiver. Um, to me, he's a slot guy, so you've got to look at that sort of that's a big, that's a big conversation. Because yeah. uh, Cello thinks he's a uh, he's not a wide receiver one essentially, and, and Pietro does, so that's mm-hmm. a big that's a big discussion there. I've watched Juju now, obviously. Uh, I'm starting to think he's more of a slot player than an outside receiver. And I think he did better with Antonio Brown there. I actually think Deontay Johnson's value might be even higher than Juju's in Dynasty. But but that's I value Deontay Johnson quite high. So, I, yeah, somewhere where you're looking to put him in, in, the, in a slot, I think. Um, somewhere where there's an ex-receiver. So... Just looking, looking through the teams here. Uh, there's not many Patriots. Spots. Patriots need a slot. Yeah, but his value would go down. In my opinion, his value goes down. Uh, if you go it's Patriots. not a good landing spot, but no. they need a slot. There's not many. Somewhere like, somewhere like the Saints. So, what, you got Michael Thomas on one side. Sanders might not come back. Yeah. Smith is a bit of a speedster. Somewhere like the Saints. Mara is a slot at the minute, so... Yeah, but again, his quarterback... Uh, Uncertainty just, there. Just say the point. This is if he does go to a team, say that has an established receiver like Michael Thomas, who is the WR one, yeah. then he can still produce fantasy numbers at WR one level because that's where he did best. As Antonio just said, when he had Antonio Brown next to him, that was his best year, his yeah. best fantasy performance, and it was because people taking away coverage from him. 
when he became the main man, he did struggle. So going to another team as the slot man can, in my eyes, make him a WR1. If you understand where I'm coming from, from a fancy perspective, the numbers he produces. Yeah. His, his value is probably the lowest has been. I think I agree with Pietro, he's a buy. But going back to my point with James Washington, if he leaves, they're going to stay in three receiver sets. Washington is going to cost you a third round pick now. I think that's that's worth that's worth a stab in the dark at this stage. Is that a bargain buy? And Drew Drew yeah, a bargain buy. Yeah, a bargain buy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, Really Bagging like in my uh, in my eyes because I got him. Oh, nice! And the running backs just touched on what Cello said. So yeah, I think we all agree Connor's going. Have they seen enough in one of those two players, McFarland or Snell? Because if they I, have, again, uh, one of them is a screaming buy, and you can get him so cheap right now. I, said, I don't think so. They yeah, tried Ben so. towards the end of the year. They didn't have the confidence in him. They tried yeah. him both. Just... I've seen him on the field enough to know that he's not he's not the guy. McFarland, I haven't seen him on the field enough. He, he, he's essentially a third down back, so I'm not sure he's a massive buy candidate. I mean, if you're struggling at running back, fine, but I still think they're going to look at uh, this rookie class and try and pick up a running back there. I don't think they have cap space, have they, for a trade for one of these big boys in free agency? They really don't have the cap space. <laughs> It's a shame. You really, really don't. So many options for them, but yeah. Yeah, Fournette, Fournette, Carson. Fournette or Carson would be perfect in that system. But we talked about that. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. That probably stay away from those running backs, even though their value is really low. And the upside, the the thing is with that though, the, I mean, they've got two, so they don't have to bring someone in. The upside on one of them, if they hit, is incredible. So, um. Worth keeping an eye on free agency there. It might be too late. After free agency and the draft come and they haven't added a running back, that one of those two running backs price is going to rock it up, isn't it? So that's why, yeah. is it worth throwing a third or a fourth out there for McFarland or something? Would you even get them for that? Charlie, you've got McFarland. What would I, you say? I got McFarland. I wouldn't stand him for a third or a fourth. Oh, yeah. I, I, so. In which case, there's, not, there's no point either side then. No. Cool. Next, should we do yeah. the next team? Yeah, I mean, we captured a lot there. So we think Big Ben's staying and we think he's going to continue throwing. We think Juju's yeah. got um, plenty of upside. Cello doesn't agree, but he did warm up to the idea if he was at the Saints. Um, <laughs> James Washington, we think, is the bag in, uh, bag in basement buy. Um, a lot of these players, if you've got them, which which I have, is, is this is, you know, keep them. Excited. Like Cello's saying, don't, don't give them up for those third or fourth round picks. If you've got them on your team, you, you might as well roll the dice with them. Um, and then uh, Connor, um, we're not sort of looking at, at chasing anything on him and we think they're going to bring in a new running back. But to Antonio's point, um, is it worth taking a risk on someone who's already there just for that massive ceiling? Mm-hmm. Well, not even a risk. Is it worth just just testing the waters and getting out into your league and, and seeing what people are willing to give up? So, yeah, that's the Steelers uh, covered. Let's go on to the Cleveland Browns. Plenty to talk about here as well, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, I'm starting with you. Yeah, so, I mean, this, so the Browns is interesting because, um, again, we're looking at that half. Something clicked over the, the first half. A little bit like the Steelers decline. The Browns just took off. So, I was looking at Mayfield's numbers very carefully here. The first half of the season, he was awful. Quarterback, 28. The back half of the season, so the end, he was quarterback four. 
So something something happened, and people will talk about ODB going down and the fact that he didn't just lock onto one receiver um, because he was he was having an awful time throwing to ODB. His his average was awful. Um, interceptions, QBR was down. So as soon as uh, the tight ends got involved, there was one game where the tight, all three tight ends performed, and that, that was a bit of a switch and Landry. So they were looking at shorter passes rather than pushing it down the field. And then they had Donovan Peoples-Jones stretching the field as well, backing up uh, Mayfield's number. But let's be honest, th- this team is a running team. I think we all uh, we all agreed on that, first and foremost. Yeah, Most no definitely. Problem. Absolutely. Strongest yeah. tandem in the league by, by a long way. Shallow knows. So, I, now we're going to talk about a trade that I did recently on this one. I sold Nick. I think Nick Chubb's a sell high, and I turned him I into McCaffrey. Inbox, <laughs> <laughs> I turned him into McCaffrey with adding adding Evans. You know, I did Nick Chubb and Mike Evans for for McCaffrey, and I think that's a that's a sell high opportunity for someone like Nick Chubb because I I think that I think Kareem Hunt. By renewing him for two more years, they showed a lot more faith in Hunt, and I don't think it's I don't think the passing passing um, opportunities is there for Nick Chubb. He dropped quite a few in the last game. Um, we'll see what happens after that. But what do you think about Nick Chubb being a sell high? Is his value see, ever going to be higher? I love that trade. Firstly, um, he's most definitely a sell high. I, I mean, like everyone, I think all four of you. Had him, what was it, top eight in your running back drafts, roughly top eight, top nine. I had him well outside in the second round. So if I can get value like Antonio got and got McCaffrey back in exchange, then yeah, absolutely a sell high. Yeah, McCaffrey's priceless. So it's a bit of an unfair comparison. But yeah, Chubb is a sell high. That's not to say his value, he's not worth it, sky high. He's not a RB1. It's just he is capped by Kareem Hunt. You can't get away from it. There's enough volume there for both of them. But you're going to be very frustrated on Intrad throughout the year, hoping that he gets a, a passing cut touchdown or something when Hunt goes for two touchdowns. And it's going to annoy you quite a bit throughout the season. So if you don't want that headache and you want the monsters McCaffrey, then yeah. I'm still well, seeing yeah, Chubb that, ranked at like six for months running back. So I just had a quick glance uh, on ADP, and I just think that's way, way too high. It's not massively. I, 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 no, I think I, I, I think in Dynasty, I think this is his, this will be his highest value ever because he's getting to that age now, and McCaffrey's game is a little bit different. And actually, McCaffrey took obviously a year off, so he's got fresher legs. But going away from that comparison, because obviously I, I don't think there is one. If 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 Nick Chubb is a sell high, I think Kareem Hunt must be a buy low, surely, just by Definitely by sure. thinking about the splits. Yeah. So what what what's the um what's the gap there? So if, if I'm selling Nick Chubb and Mike Evans for McCaffrey, and we think that's a fair trade because obviously Evans has got a lot of upside as well in the Dynasty League. What what do we think we can get for Kareem Hunt, or, or where would what what players? Because I think he's a buy low. And more I think about this, because I think he's on the field slightly less than Nick Chubb, but he gets more passing down work around the same age. And now he's got two years on his contract at a running team. This is irony. See, if you look at both of them, sorry, Chubb, go if you want. No, no, go on, go on. I was just going to say, I see them as the same value. This is the point. They produce similar on the field. If you're in a PPR league, 
Yeah. You've got Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I honestly think by the end of the season they'll produce similar numbers in fantasy. Well then, well then, well then, Kareem but Hunt is a massive buy. Yeah, everyone's fixed fix, eyes are Chubb is the RB one, Hunt isn't, and Chubb is higher value. But if you're looking at it from a fantasy point of view, they're very similar. So yeah, they have to be ones the ones that sell high, ones that buy low. I I don't see it any other way. Yeah, uh, I was going to say a similar thing, but I don't see Cream Hunt's value as low. See, if I'm selling Cream Hunt, I'm not selling him at the low value. So I've got him very close. They're, I think, eight spots apart, running back-wise. So I, I know it's not Dynasty, it's redraft. But um, yeah, I don't think buy low is the correct term for it. It depends on the person you're talking to. It depends what they yeah. value on that at the end of the day. So. I think it is by low. If so, if you value him at RB two, which is roughly as a buyer, sorry, you, when you get him, you think you're getting an RB two, a high end RB two. I don't think you'll have to pay that price buying him. Should we play the name game? Let's play the name game. David Montgomery or Kareem Hunt in Dynasty. Kareem Hunt. Is it close? It is. Not really. That's pretty Not close. Really. That's really. close. Monty's the free down back, which is always high value. And if the Bears improve at quarterback, I think he's gonna have a great year. See so, what I always think with Kareem, right? If he if he ever does end up being a sole back at whatever team he's at, even if it is the Browns, if if Chubb leaves, he's an elite runner. Monty isn't. I think you have to expect that that's those two running backs stay the same for at least one more year, likely two. That's fine. So you can, in the next two years, which is really all you can look at in Dynasty, you don't want to look past two years. You're struggling there. I, I agree with that. Some people do three to five-year window in Dynasty. That's quite an important point, I think. I, I think two is the sweet spot. I agree with you there. A lot of people, Matt, that's a good question for Dynasty, um, bringing it up to your point at the beginning. A lot of people actually look too far ahead in the future, where Kareem Hunt now has got a two-year contract his dynasty, as soon as he signed that paper or whatever, that contract, his dynasty value to me shot up because that's two guaranteed years on a running team with Nick Chubb. So he's guaranteed the passing work. So that's a name that I wanted to talk about today. And I think we covered it quite well with Hunt. Um, you mentioned another name. So I was just going back. I think the other buy is Donovan Peoples Jones. What's the reason? If ADB, ODB comes back, what's your reasoning? Because I'd be interested to hear that. No, I don't want to talk about ODB. Okay. There was a problem there, obviously. I don't know. I can't explain 100% what it was, but they are on a run team. So his opportunities were never going to be massive. But when he's on the field, Mayfield tried to force him the ball and it produced bad numbers for both of them. And you've already said when, as soon as he left the field, Mayfield's numbers shot up. And when he was free to throw to who he wanted to, when he had to, i.e. not a lot, he was great. He was thrown in the middle of the field to someone like Landry, and it worked well for him. So ODB is a problem for them, I think. And I'm not, I don't know how they fix it. I'm not a coach, <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend. But people's Jones, he did have a good year. I think he overtook Higgins as the downfield threat that they wanted. Um, and just generally as the receiver on that team, 
There are no other names that you could buy, I think, at low value. We talked about Kareem Hunt. He is the yeah. first receiver there. Yeah. I, Higgins, is out of con- Higgins is out of contract next year. Yeah, so that's one down. He moves up. The other names are nothing to worry about. I don't know if they're going to draft another receiver because we know they're a run-heavy team. They'll probably need another name to fill up the roster, but nothing to displace any of them. So I just think he's a good name to pick up. Low value, not much upside, but definitely someone you can have on your roster if one of the other two go down. No, I like that a lot. No, I think that's a really, do, yeah, really good pick. Okay. The, the, yeah, I mean, he's, he looked, he flashed, didn't he? The, the only thing I would say is, so you've got Beckham, Landry and Austin Hooper ahead of him, probably mm. in targets, yeah? And they're run, they're run heavy team. So he's the fourth option in a run heavy team. That's the only thing I would say. Um, but Beckham, how long has he got? Don't know. Uh, Landry doesn't really miss games. So that's probably the, the danger one. But he did flash. So I don't mind that. But if you're talking about a, th- a third or fourth receiver in this offense compared to, you know, we just talked about James Watson, for example, yeah, who's going to be on the field then uh, with oh. Ben throwing more. Yeah. But, but I, yeah, not a bad show. He is basically the lowest value player there. Yeah. So there's only one way it can go. And it's not going to cost you a lot. Yeah. Good shout. Can we mention one more name before we move on? Go on, definitely. Not, not, not necessarily fa- fantasy-wise. Not necessarily fantasy-wise, but this JJ this... Watt rumour going to the brains. What do we no. think? Because uh, that defence was already formidable last year, so... Yeah, I what do we think? Is, I think more chance, is that what more they need? <laughs> yeah, that, that's been that's been rumored as well. He's been I've seen it in rumored with everyone. <laughs> Literally, saying <laughs> come, come. Is he? Uh, yeah, the only thing is he's another year older. I think his peak's gone. You know, you have got Miles Garrett. Um, there's a couple of other tasty names on that defense. Yeah, um, Larry Ogum, Joby. They need to re-sign. He's out of contract. Olivia Vernon's out of contract. Actually, they got two big names there who are out of contract. Um, so, yeah, if he goes, that'd be a nice fit with Sheldon Richardson, Miles Garrett, that'd be a th- front three. But I think they play four, four linebackers, four down linemen anyway, which what doesn't fit that system. So, I think you go to a three, you go to a three front team. Steelers were my favorite. And for something, something's telling me about Patriots as well. <laughs> I don't know. No. Bill, <laughs> I, I, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Um, on a free agency team is what I mean <laughs> <laughs> we'll get onto that definitely at some point so is, is that it on the uh, on the brains then any more names to check in yeah they've got a nice tight end young tight end Harrison, Harrison what's his name Bryant yeah he's not bad he flashed didn't he a little bit and uh, yeah. David Njoku is he going to stay don't know so maybe he steps into that tight end two role if if Austin Hooper misses a game, you know, like he did last year with his um, appendicitis or whatever, then then he's not a bad uh, target. Very young, but that's about it. Mm. I don't think there's much tight end space there as a tight end. They didn't really use Hooper when they had him, and when Njoku was on the field, they didn't use him a lot either. So mm. I think it prospered when he was spreading the ball around, when he wasn't just feeding one guy. I know Landry gets the majority of the targets being in the slot, but Baker was better when he spread that ball around. When he wasn't forced one way. 
Yeah, yeah. forced to throw to the, the man who's earning the most money. The numbers it'll be interesting. It will be interesting to see when he's back. That's for sure next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, based on yeah, based on yeah. that conversation, then I mean, so you know, we focusing on the running game. I was uh, unanimous. Chubb super sell high. If you can get anything like uh, Tony Guffrey, then you'll be dancing around the room. Fantastic trade. Um, Hunt the same value as Chubb. According to Pietro, the professor, you know, um, we've got to take his word for it. He is the professor. Uh, People's Jones by low, another one from Pietro. I mean, there's some there's some really interesting takes here from P. We'll see where they uh, where they get him. Um, oh, well. And then some chat around the uh, <laughs> the tight ends as well. But generally speaking, it looks like you're going to be focusing on a running game in this one and um, seeing what happens uh, with the with the plenty of receivers to to feed. Um, and they wanted the Ravens, so. Let's mix it up. P, we'll come to you first. What are you uh, What are you thinking about the Ravens? That I want Dobbins. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. I want... <laughs> the That's a less controversial take from you, P, for today. Yeah. It's not a lot to say. I don't know if a lot's going to change there. I mean, they've already got rid of Ingram. Um, Dobbins is going to be the main man, I think, of running back. It's going to be the same names that you want. You're going to want Lamar, but after his bad season, he's pr- maybe a target. Mark Andrews is the other name you're going to want again. And you don't really want any of their receivers. If I had any of them, I would be trying to sell them on name value. But I wouldn't expect a lot from them. I they, In fairness to um, Hollywood, he did turn up towards the end of the year, but I don't want any part of their receiving court, to be honest. I mean, it took him long enough. How many people dropped him last season in redraft league? Yeah. This, I don't think there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's not going to be a lot to talk about here. I don't think a lot is going to change unless one of you guys think they, they They need to do two things. They need to sort out the O-line, firstly. I know Lamar likes to scramble, but he doesn't need to be scared for his life every time he snaps the ball. And I think they need an established receiver to go along with all the youngsters. You think of their receiving core, apart from Willie Sneeds. Hollywood's second year, um, Porsche first year, and uh, Duvernay first year. So I, I think they need an established receiver. I'm not mentioning Des Bryant, by the way. Um, I was going to mention and they need to they need to work on the O line. <laughs> and they will get a receiver. No, I'm they just saying. I think the change. They will need, come. They've invested in those free young talents to keep them there, and I don't think. They're going to worry about it too much. Like as you said, they got other priorities and it's not the offense. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Pretty much everything you said. I wouldn't touch Marquis Brandt. He, uh, in Dynasty, you know, he's very, he's still young, but he's tied to, to that offense for another two years. So, um, and even if they get bringing, say, let's say, Adam Robinson's been linked to the Ravens a couple of times. Now, if he, if he was to go there, it would only hurt someone like Brown, Miles Boykin, Duvernay. Those are the three that are on the roster. Um, so, yeah. Mark Andrews is, is probably a good one to talk about, I would say, if we want to talk about any receiver. So, if he falls into that Noah Fant, Goddard-Hawkinson range in Dynasty, to me, he's a buy because he, he would probably would have dropped out of the, the big three or the big four. Um, that's probably the only, the only receiving buy, I would say similar to what Pietro said. But if he has dropped into that tier, then that'd be interesting. And obviously, if he stays in the in the Waller tier, um, which is probably the one above those names, then uh, that's probably... 
the... I would take Andrews. I would take Andrews over Hawkinson, Fant, and Goddard. Yeah, but I'm saying, why would you think you would drop in value to that level? Because I don't see any reason why you would at the moment. He had a good based on the season. No, he didn't have a great year. Yeah, I don't think he had a good year. I don't think he had a good year. And a a lot of people have gone off the Ravens' passing game um, for the reasons you just said. So I I feel like Mark Andrews' value has dropped. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah, I think he was a, a standout number three last season. In terms of tight ends, you had Kelsey Kittle, Mark Andrews. Now I think he's gone, like you said, below Waller and into that next tier of two or three other tight ends mm. after last season. But if the one saying is if he's in that tier, then I think he's at the top of that tier, and I think he's dropped, and he shouldn't. He should probably be in the tier above. So I, I still see him quite quite valuable in dynasty. Um, I am going him anyway in Dynasty, which is a shame. No, 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 but, I, was, uh, I was the no. owner. I wouldn't... I wouldn't pay attention to much. No, I'd keep him. I'd see him at the value that you're placing him at. Maybe that's why I can't see it. But was, maybe someone else who owns him does think he had a, a bad year and should sell. I don't know. I agree with you. So, I see him where you're putting him. Yeah. The other name... I would say is is we need to talk about Gus Edwards because they run the ball so much, yeah. And we're saying we want Dobbins, but do we really think they're going to just hand the keys to Dobbins? This team, who is like literally forever shared running back touches, are they going to hand the team the keys to Dobbins? Because I think they'll bring Gus back. Okay, they're one hundred percent going to bring Gus back, and I I, I love Gus Edwards. He, he he's definitely a buy low. He's been a buy low for two two years now. Because no one seems to appreciate them. And no, okay. they're not going to hand the keys to Dobbins. <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a time share. Obviously, Dobbins will have a, a, the bigger portion. But yeah. So what would you what would you give for Gus? What would you what would you be willing to give up for Gus? If you needed forget about what you need, actually, because he's more of a player that could could blow up, couldn't he? So he's, you've probably got two or three starting running backs. He could be like maybe running back four or five in your team. If that's the case, what are you willing to give up? Picks if I wise? can give a, a, a back-end second-round pick, I'd do that. Oof, I'd start much lower. But, uh, yeah, that's high for, for Gus. That's but like I, pick 20-ish. That's what I'm talking about, back-end. Pick 20 to 24. Yeah. The problem with buying these players is, like you said, with the Pittsburgh running backs, is there's no incentive to sell for low value if you're trading fourths and third picks because there's no harm in holding on to them just to see what happens. Because the other owner's going to know, I'll take, I'll take the gamble. You have to offer something that's stupid so value, you like say, you're saying you... seconds, but I'm not sure if I'd be willing to give up a second for Gus right now. So... If someone offered you 2.7p, you'd say no. 2.10, someone like that. Because mm. you've got guests, haven't you? I'd say no. I'd like to roll the dice and keep okay. guys. Because so, the upside is there, as you've all said. So a no back high. end two is too much, but you'd say no to a mid two. Well, well that's what I'm saying. Because Pietro's got guests, so I, I'd be very interested to see what he says here. It's the opposite, isn't it? Because if you're the owner, I like mm-hmm. keeping the player. I'm saying it personal preference. I don't like picks. And this is something you're going to disagree. Right. I do not like picks. I like this is... knowing the name I have on my team. 
it's not good for podcasts, but it's the truth. <laughs> if they give so us a two-year contract, which is what you have to give about. me a player. I like player. Give me a player. Fine. I could give you an answer. I think that's the best way. Right. Okay. Sterling Shepherd. Do you understand Shepherd? See a receiver. I like Shepherds. That's a good. If it's I need a receiver, it's already it's already in your inbox. I could consider that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tony treats this podcast yeah. as his skating tool, you know. He finds out who I like, who I don't like. He was offering Mike Evans all weekend before he <laughs> No, I, I think Gus is a bite. Um, but, uh, but yeah, someone like, uh, if someone needs a receiver, Shepard's not a bad, bad trade. That's not a bad one for me. The point I was trying to make um, is got Gus Edwards for nothing. So I can't do it. I trade him or keep him. So I may yeah. as well... And maybe that's what all owners of Gus will think. So it'd be very hard to get yeah. for that reason, probably. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I don't think any anything else on the Ravens? Not a lot changes. Lamar, you did touch on Lamar being a buy. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean he's gotta be after that. Yeah. He's gotta be after that year. Um, you know, the first half of that year especially. I'm not sure many people have given up on him yet. Uh, I, I think I still think his his value is top top three. So you'd have to get lucky with an owner who perhaps has another QB who is somehow better than Lamar, which is going to be extremely unlikely. <laughs> That's probably the only way I can see you getting him, unless you were prepared to give up someone like Burrow, plus a young a rookie QB, something like that. To get him. Well, let's, let's talk about Burrow now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's a good segue, P. Um, so yeah, just to capture some of that. So Dobbins, a key name for P. Pietro's birthday is coming up. So if anyone wants to get him anything, get him Dobbins. He wants him. Um, <laughs> Mark cool. Andrews is the receiver. If he has uh, if he has dropped down in people's eyes, then definitely target him. Um, Gus Edwards, big chat around. Old Gus, um, good good talk around trading. So obviously, as we learned from Pietro's chat there, you've got to trade with the team. You've got to trade with the manager. Um, in each league, you've got to have a look at what they need. Um, you've got to really learn their style. Pietro doesn't like picks. You know, you've got to offer him something that's going to entice him. And then we talked about Lamar as a buy medium. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough to get him at this point. But, uh, you know, check a few trades out there and see what, see what people are interested in. Um, and then the Bengals, finally. Um, we'll start off with Cello. What are you thinking on the Bengals, mate? We left the best to last, I think, when it's <laughs> when we're talking about fantasy players. Um, I think the main thing for the Bengals in the next year is getting 100% fully fit Joe Burrow back. Because with him in there, there's a whole host of fantasy options here. Young fantasy options as well, may I add. Um, so, T. Higgins... I was going to say he's a he's a buy candidate, but I think his value is already through the roof after last season. So, mm-hmm. um, Joe Mixon, possibly a strong buy candidate. Uh, a, a lot of people have been disheartened by his uh, by his performances over the last two years. So maybe possibly be a buy candidate. What would you What would you give up for Joe Mixon? Nothing. Nothing. I... <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mixon is is probably the most polarizing player 
if I'm honest, out of everyone. Because I, I, I value Joe Mixon very highly. But consensus-wise, he's down where Pierce was talking, you know, in, in the James, no Ro- even James Robinson, <laughs> James Robinson, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire bracket. People got him around those two players. I would take Mixon over both of them. Likewise. I mock, but I don't like the player. He's had so many chances. We've discussed it so many times. <laughs> like, for me to take him, it would have to be a really, really good price. You just couldn't turn down. He'd have to suffer Joe Mixon. Do you not think a better team makes a better fantasy player? Obviously, through these years you're talking about, they were not even sniffing at the playoffs. Now I think they're starting to build something to you know, slowly progress into a playoff team, just like the Browns have. So, do you not think with the team progressing that he also progresses fantasy-wise? I think your argument depends on position because some players are better in worse teams because they get more opportunity. They're the main man and they get the main focus. So, I don't always agree with With running backs, generally it's true. Generally, running backs rely on a good quarterback and a good O-line. And which they got a good quarterback. Yep. Not so got... much the old line. <laughs> Not so much. They do have a downfield threat now, which does which does help the O line because it does they can make more lanes for him if they do have a threat downfield, which they finally got. Well, which they have more of now, I think. Now they've got two receivers. The name I want to talk about is Tyler Boyd, but I'll go on to it in a bit. But yeah. So many Mixon, names here. Mixon's had so many chances. I just It'd have to be low. I'll I'll say it again. <laughs> He's hurt you, has it, EP? He's hurt you. I've had him only once, but I've seen owners cry. So Mixon, you guess he's averaging four points a week. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so Derek Henry at one stage. Let's not forget. But Joe Mixon's a a, a really talented running back. For me, talent wise, he's up there with Chubb. Literally, you know, when you watch him play, when he's on top of their game, it's not those two there, Joe Mixon and Chubb. There's not many running backs that can, um, when you actually watch them, forget about fantasy second, for actually watching talent wise, those two are up there for me. So I really like Mixon. I think he's young as well. He's just signed a massive contract. He's not going anywhere. Mm. So in terms of the contracts, that we should talk about that for the running backs. P Ryan's out the door, and I don't think they bring him back. I think they cut. Bernard, because they could say quite a lot, and he seems to be at the end of his uh, tether there, if you ask me. He's just hanging on a little bit. I mean, he's been a good servant for Cincinnati, but he was, he was, he was, the, he was with the old guard coaches as well. Tra- Trayvon Williams is a buy for me, um, because I think he'll be the main backup for Mixon, and he's probably dirt cheap. Um, he'll be the direct number two to Mixon, and if we've got any concerns about his foot injury obviously, that kept him out last year. Any concerns that Pietro has got that he's actually just a bit overrated? Williams would be first to step up. So that is a that is a clear upside buy, which won't cost you anything and can hit big time, in my opinion. So I'm glad we, we talked about the running backs there. I don't agree with You own him as well. So you've got Gus and Travion Williams, two yeah. good buys from this division. There's a reason I have Williams. What was that? I've sat, like I've sat on him for two years. I've sat on Trayvon Williams for two years in my uh, IR spots in our, in our dynasty league. So, still fingers crossed. You got I'm him. hoping I got him. Yeah, and, 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 you know, just waiting, waiting for it. 
I think he's no, a good. I agree with Gio. Uh, didn't talk about Gio. Uh, I feels a bit harsh because every time they called on him, he's done the business, and it's very hard to find someone that can step up on short notice like he does that knows the franchise. So I think it'd be a mistake, but I agree with you. I think they will cut him. Cool. We should move on to receivers. Yeah, so we got lots to talk about receivers. So let's, Peter, you start with Tyler Boyd and where you, why you see him as. Do you see him over Higgins first of all in that offense? No. Um, I see him as a great tandem. It's very hard to pick one, but if we're talking about value, Higgins is going to be the highest value, without doubt. As a rookie, explosive year, people love them. You'll probably be overvalued. So he'd be someone I'd avoid trying to buy because you have literally no chance. So don't waste your time. Tyler Boyd, I think, is an excellent receiver. He plays best as a number two as well. I mean, you can see it when AJ Green was on the field last year and when um, he plays alongside Higgins, he does play well. Obviously, he needed Burrow. And the fact that Burrow went down, I think, brought his value down. So Mm. he would be my buy. Because he's the only one I think you got a realistic chance of getting. And I I just think he's a great player that you can get a lot from. He'd be the one I'm targeting. Higgins, I love, but I just don't think you have a chance at getting right now. So, what do you think? Shadow, what do you think? Uh, I, this is what I was saying. I, I love T. Higgins, but his value is already skyrocketed and yeah you're going to be paying too much to acquire him if you really do love him and you think he's going to have a fantastic career then then fine you know break the bank go buy him but he's not a he's not a buy candidate if you like same with Tyler Boyd I, you said he's a buy candidate he's not a buy low candidate no but yeah I, 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 yeah, I tend to I tend to agree there is a buy low candidate obviously AJ Green's gone John Ross is gone and they're not coming back. And for teams that do not have a tight end, the, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here thinking the Bengals are going to add to their receiver core. But if they, if they don't, I mean, Auden Tate is flashed and he steps into that AJ Green role and there's 10 targets each there. 10 for AJ Green in one game, 10 for Tyler Boyd and 10 for Higgins. Actually, they went three games where there was 10, 10, 10. If those 10 targets go to Auden Tate, he, I guarantee you he's going to outproduce AJ Green, whatever he did last year, even in the boom, in those boom games, he's he's a massive buy in my opinion. He's in him and Travion Williams are the two strongest buys here. I I can see because I think the others are at value or probably at the high. I agree with what Pietro said about Boyd. Actually, I think he has dropped down in people's value, but I don't see him as a. Uh, let's put it this way: I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay Tyler Boyd even at his lower price value. I'd rather pay for Auden Tate and see what he can do because I think you you flashed. What do you think of Auden Tate as a wide receiver three in that offense? I don't I don't see him becoming the wide receiver three. Uh, the Bengals are one of those teams who have a ton of cap space, so I, I think they go if AJ Green doesn't resign, they go after someone in free agency. So uh, I, I I no, I just don't see Auden Tate being the third wide eight. I think it'll be a name unknown. Let's call it. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of receivers out there. Godwin, yeah, Robinson, Galladay. Galladay would fit nicely there. As they a got three. the money, so I don't see why not. They throw the most in the league, this team. Yeah. They run the second most plays in the league, and they've only got 
Higgins and Boyd because the key the key thing here again is there's no tight end of note. So any team that doesn't have a tight end of note, there's space for three receivers definitely. So I think Matt, what would you what would you allow on take to go for in your league? What would I allow him to go for? You've got him. You didn't even know that, but you have got him. <laughs> yeah. I've just picked. I picked him. Up. He's been on the wire. It's just a name that's been on the wire in all, all some of the, my other dynasty leagues. I just dropped key players. Nice I, would go, I would allow him to go for picks. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would allow him because, well, you know, from my reaction, uh, I'm not. I'm not on him. Um, <laughs> but I mean, again, it's one of those where I mean, you could almost break some of these buys down into, you know, who you're targeting, who you're selling, who you're keeping. Um, to a lot of people, Auden Tate's going to be he's going to be a keeper. Um, to to some of the points that Piatra was raised about some of these players, you just keep them and see what they do. But if someone come along and offered me, you know, um, you know, obviously lower rank picks. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'd be willing to give him up, but that, that's because I've got great receivers as well. So again, it depends on my team. I've got um, great core receivers, so I'd be willing to give him up for picks. I'm not as high on him as other people will. I'm not as stubborn mm. with him. I'm with you, Matt. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, right. So he's a South Wall three. A I like South your logic. No, I, thought, I like your logic. Yeah, no. Tight, I look for that tight end. If there's a tight end on that team, wide receiver three. Not interested, but the amount of times they throw, it's just you know you you look for those teams that do not have a strong tight end, and let's be honest, Burrow. We need to talk about Burrow because Wentz had a big ACL tear, didn't come back, and we all know what happened to Wentz or is happening to Wentz now. Um, do we think Burrow is going to be full? Because he could be another sell high, you know. Thinking about if you you know he's he's. He's lost his yeah, he won't come back to training. I read somewhere that he won't actually be taking any reps until August. So you know, it's very very likely he might even start the year on the pup if he tore his ACL that late in the season. I just yeah. think that what happened to Wentz is gonna be in people's minds about the ACL tear. And he's lost he might have lost his mobility. He had sneaky upside running, Burrow. It wasn't yeah, he's the reason that was the reason I mentioned him when I was talking about Lamar and going for someone yeah. like Lamar because he is the perfect type of name where you've got the uncertainty. He hasn't played a single minute yet, come back from injury. No one's going to know until the season starts. So we're in a perfect window now that something's wrong that you can trade. You don't want to because obviously you probably picked him first overall in your draft. So, but if I would, I'm with you. I would try honestly and shift him for someone like Lamar who I could feel more comfortable with. And I think that would be tempting enough for an owner of someone like Lamar. But I don't own either player, so I can't really say for sure. But that is something I would be looking at. And I agree with you, Antonio. I don't like a quarterback that suffered such a a serious injury. It did not look good. Didn't look good. What do you think, Chal? You like Burrow? I'm more optimistic. I did put a little asterisk when I started talking about the Bengals. He needs to come back 100%. But you're talking about an odd case amongst ACL injuries. A lot of ACL injuries are 100%, uh, sorry, treatments are 100% effective and they do come back. So I'm going to be more optimistic and say he's, he's fully fit when he does come back. And I wouldn't sell him. 
There's no Would you Burrow or Watson? Now you don't know where Watson's going. Cello. Oof. Would you choose over those two? Oh. Just to see where your head's at, because you're quite bullish on Burrow. No, I, I still go Watson. That rushing upside is uh, it's too much to say no to. So, hmm. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Alden Tate, keep an eye on him. Alden yeah. Tate, Trayvon Williams. Well, I mean, I, I'm checking. I'm checking my uh, inbox. I'm, checking, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there'll be some fantastically insulting tweets <laughs> coming my way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, is there anyone, anyone else you want to talk about on the Bengals? Obviously, we covered a lot there. Um, if there's not, we'll wrap it up. Main features in that covers. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what receiver goes there. There's so many receivers in the free agent pool. Yeah. It's nice to have four teams that very defined yeah. styles of football, so quite easy to talk about these four. It's not going to be a symbol for the other divisions. No, I feel like there's two running teams and two throwing teams. That's yeah. obvious. Very um, nice and easy for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so to wrap that up, Mixon was a big uh, a big talking point in there. Polarizing, I think, is the key word um, from Tony. T. Higgins, highest value, looks like, you know, if, you, if you're going to go after him, you're going to have to pay the world for him. Um, Tyler Boyd's potentially much better access to that offense. Um, Pietro mentioned the tandem. He's the sort of the buy opportunity. Auden Tate was thrown out as well as a, as a buy low opportunity. Um, to take up the uh, the AJ Green targets, Tony's high on him. Cello's not high on him. I, um, you know, am probably going to get rid of him at some point. We've established Trayvon Williams' opportunity to buy low with Joe Bernard going. Um, so yeah, people want to take a, a, a gamble on him. And the interesting talking points around Burrow. Um, yeah, because we just don't know. But if he does come back a hundred percent, then um, that offense uh, is going to be benefiting from it obviously um so yeah that that wraps us up i mean some really good talking points pietro's point that was uh it's a nice easy one there'll be plenty of tougher ones ahead but we'll cover every division over over the next coming weeks and months um and we'll continue to look at it through the dynasty lens um and pull out these these buy lows um sell highs sell super highs in uh tony's um, Tony Space and uh, and potentially who you want to keep on your team and take a gamble with if you're cello and you've kept players for two years and just waiting for them to find it that ceiling. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to voice your opinion and uh, debate any of us, then you can do it on Twitter um, at Bangers Trash Pod. And uh, as you know from from the boys, they love a debate. So you know, come in, tell cello how wrong he is. Um, we. We love to see it. We will absolutely retweet it. So um, please, please come ahead and uh, and give us that. Um, Tony, where can people find you on Twitter, mate? Uh, on the internet. No. There you go, on the internet, uh, which Tony's um, still discovering. But, uh, you know, you can find him on there. FF underscore light site seven. There you go. Find him. Find tell, him uh, tell him how, tell him how much of the... Tell, me, the tell me if I won the trade. Yeah. McCaffrey or Chubb and Evans. Let me know. Yeah. Come on. Michael we'll 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 Gallup. Yeah, he was in there as well. 
I, I sneakily bought him low just for fun, <laughs> just to just to just to really take the piss. Mm. But yeah, no, thanks as always, gents. Great conversation, great debate, and uh, and that'll see us out till next week where we'll talk about another division. Thanks for listening. All. Hey.